and welcome to the Hand in Hand show where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. It is widely believed that stroke recovery ends before the 18th month. This year, a case was reported a Canadian stroke survivor John Humphrey started to regain his hand function 23 years after stroke. Today, John is 35 years post-stroke and his affected hand has made great progress. We recently had a discussion with John and his doctor, Professor David Spence, and with their permission, we are releasing this audio file. Dr. Spence is a prominent global leader in stroke research and treatment. In 2008, Professor Spence was inducted as a fellow of the Canadian Academy of Health Sciences. His role in teaching of stroke prevention to neurologists and general physicians includes more than 600 invited lectures in 39 countries. He was chosen by the World Congress of Neurology to teach the workshop in Bangkok, Thailand on stroke prevention in 2009 and by the World Stroke Organization, WSO, to coordinate the course in stroke prevention at the World Stroke Congress in Hyperbad, India in 2016, and to teach in the WSO stroke course in La Paz, Bolivia in 2017. In 2012, he was elected to a four-year term on the board of directors of the World Stroke Organization representing the Americas. In 2016, Professor Spence was appointed co-investigator and member of the steering committee of the Chinese Stroke Primary Prevention Trial 2 and the Million Hypertensive Project in China, and senior advisor to the Chinese Framingham study that had begun in 1990. He is so much more. In today's discussion, we have John Humphrey, Dr. Spence, and four survivors, including David Karcham, Rita Martin, Daniel Gu, and myself. This is Cam Compton, and I'm the host for the Hand in Hand show. Let's hear what Dr. Spence has to say about John's case and the paper just published. What this paper was about that we just published was that when John was 15 years old, he had a devastating stroke from an unusual cause that caused him to be weak on the left side. And uh, 23 years after his stroke, he still had absolutely no use of his left hand. He recovered uh, enough leg function to walk and he had some movement of the shoulder and the elbow, but his hand was completely useless. And he came to see me in clinic one day and he had a problem with being overweight. So I recommended that he take up swimming to try and help lose weight. And a year later, he came back to see me and he said, you know, the strangest thing, uh, I seem to have some movement in my hand now. So uh, we called colleagues in Baltimore and and the, the rehabilitation specialist in London, Dr. Bob Teasel, and John started doing physiotherapy And he's made an amazing progress since then, beginning 23 years after the stroke. So what John's case shows is that 
stroke recovery can become can, can begin much much later than anybody ever thought it could now it's possible that it's because john was young when he had his stroke uh, that this was possible um, he was only 15 and we know that that young children for example babies before age one if they have a stroke they can make amazing recoveries but i suspect that john's case is telling us that that stroke recovery is possible long after the stroke um, much longer after the stroke than anybody ever thought it was let's hear what john has to say you know it, it, it's exciting for me just to be on this program and listening to dr spence this is a man that saved my life and uh, it's exciting for me to continue to, to get stronger and to see the look on Dr. Spence's face and Dr. Teasel's face. Uh, and if it wasn't for Dr. Spence, I wouldn't be here. And uh, for me to be able to help him and other stroke researchers and doctors around the world is my calling in life, I think. I, I'm going to get stronger. I refuse to give up. I will, as long as I'm alive, and that's going to be for a few more years, I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to show people that recoveries are not just limited within six months of the stroke. Uh, I'm now 37 years. In December, it'll be 38 years after my stroke. I still do two hours of physiotherapy at home every night. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I'm pretty much nocturnal, but uh, I refuse to miss a day uh, doing my exercises. In fact, in an hour after this, I'll be putting on my gloves and um, squeezing balls and sponges and getting stronger. There are no bad days. Every day is a great day, and I'm going to get stronger, and I'm going to show the world. I'm going to stun the medical world, and I'm going to recover as much as possible. How does that sound? Well, I like your attitude, and I totally agree that every day that we wake up and um, can move forward, um, in any way is a good day well absolutely it's it's uh um i mean when i had my stroke my mother louisa my mom's been my rock all my life and my best friend for years and she was there every day for me because i was in london ontario which is two hours from my hometown so my mother stayed with me she uh, stayed across the street from victoria hospital at the nurse's residence and back then it was only six dollars a day to stay in the nurse's residence and uh, this, I have always contended that the stroke was harder on my parents than it was on me because I knew I was going to recover. I knew I would recover uh, as strong as I possibly could. Um, and my mother's 86 now. She's had a couple minor strokes herself. And she's also Dr. Spence's patient, by the way. So um, to see the look on my 86-year-old mother's face, and see, she cries when she sees my hand moving, and that inspires me to no end. Uh, it's, there, again, there are no bad days. And... and uh, I, when I had the stroke, I was not about to disappoint my, my mother, my doctor, Dr. Spence. I, I've got to do what I have to do, not only for myself, but for fellow stroke survivors around the world. So um, I, I don't know who wants to chime in and answer on this, but, you know, I've been reading recently um, about recovery and stroke and i know personally myself at five and a half years later i still continue to try different things um you know i just got um a an adult tricycle this last christmas and um you know when i first was riding it uh, my boyfriend has to walk next to me 
um, because I was ending up in people's yards because I could not control uh, really where it went. But as time went on, each time I got on, um, it, it got better. And now I can ride it without him being beside me. He rides now beside me, but he doesn't walk beside me. So in this reading, I've been reading that um, repetitive movements or mm. repetitive or, or uh, continuing to do something over and over again. I don't know if it's actually like triggering the brain or the muscles or what, but um, all of this is showing me and telling me that we can make progress, not just immediately afterwards, as they say, but as, you know, five and a half years, 10 years, 12 years, 37 years, you know, so um, is what I'm reading kind of what you're talking about, Dr. Spence and, and John? Dr. Spence, you go ahead. Dr. Spence, um, I also have over the years been uh, confronted with what I call the time-limited period of recovery myth. You know, the six-month or 90-day or six-month that if you don't recover, you never will. And um, I re started to recover, get very minor volitional control of my left hand and fingers. Seven years, nine months, and 18 days post-stroke. Nothing like John's 23 years, but, you know, there is definitely um, uh, benefits to uh, waiting around and seeing what happens and never giving up. So um, can you tell us a little bit about what your uh, reclinical report tells us in terms of the why or what was done to help John? What, yeah, what so we, yeah, we, yeah, we did a functional MRI scan that showed that, that John's recovery was distributed all over both hemispheres of the brain and both hemispheres of the cerebellum. So the rewiring has taken place all over the brain, on both sides. And so, I would think, Dr. Spence, since that MRI, which is now a couple of years old, I would think I have rewired even more significantly because I've got such more use of my hand now than I did when we did that. So yes, I would think, probably so. And wouldn't you think, Dr. Spence, that the reason my brain started to reorganize so extensively as it is, as it was at that time, was because of the swimming? And, yeah, and so that, Dan Hanley in Baltimore um, and a number, number of other researchers have suggested that this kind of large muscle repetitive movement, um, because the shoulders have innervation from both sides of the brain. And I think that's what triggered this, this response. I will tell you also, that, Dr. Spence, I had a, um, a functional MRI that was compared with one uh, from five years earlier. And it showed 1%, according to the, uh, to the researcher that I was working with, 1% increase in blood flow in areas that they had thought were dead and would never get blood flow back. So clearly, um, we see that there's, that there's definitely improvements in people over many years. Um, Dr. Mindy Asen, who was the medical director of Rancho Los Amigos Rehabilitation Center in down in California, said that when she first started roughly 50 years ago, a doctor, a research doctor then who was her mentor told her, well, if you put people in a closet for a year after their stroke, you get the same result as if you um, give them intensive therapy for the one year. And um, 
and remember that most people who had strokes 50 years ago, their survival rate was, um, their, their longevity was something like 30 years on the average. And now, now we're seeing a much longer period of uh, recovery and rehabilitation for people. So, um, so what, um, what is the impact of your clinical report has been, what has the, the re impact been on um, Canadian medicine and world medicine in terms of uh, what uh, insurance companies and medical professionals are willing to do to help people? Well, so far there hasn't been any impact. We'll work on that. Yes, I agree. We've got to definitely work on that, uh, John. Um, that's one of the reasons why when you and I started emailing each other and you told me you were becoming a stroke advocate, I figured, boy, we're going to kick some ass. Well, you know, for, uh, as Dr. Spence will tell you, I've been doing that for years, especially when it's at the hockey rink, but that's in the press box, but that's um, beside the point. I, um, for years, you see, I didn't want to have anything to do with my fellow stroke survivors because I was a kid. I mean, when I'd be in a stroke um, support group, I'd be checking out my uh, fellow stroke survivors' granddaughters and, and, not, listen, and not necessarily you know, listening to the, the grandfather or the grandmother because I was so much younger and I had really nothing in common uh, with my fellow stroke survivors. But now I'm getting to the age um, where I am, uh, the age where a lot of people do have strokes. And also, uh, I see that I can inspire people. I think I can get a message out. And when I see the looks on people's faces, uh, that that inspires me to keep going even further. I'm never going to, uh, I'm never going to give up. Now, I think one of the most amazing things of my recovery is that I learned how to become a writer, essentially, from having a stroke. Because when I was paralyzed in bed for um, um, a month or so, there wasn't too much I could do except read the newspaper every day and I was out when I was up in London I was reading five newspapers a day and then I um, uh, when I said my recovery is better I can go back to school I finished my high school and then I went to college for journalism so essentially I became a writer as a result of having a stroke and I think I'm somewhat more outgoing than, than a lot of stroke patients are a lot of stroke patients might be introverted and as Dr. Spence will well testify I'm definitely not introverted I people know my opinion pretty quickly on a matter so there have been some good aspects, actually, of having a stroke. Uh, it's given me a writing career, um, and now I can I can help other stroke patients. I think, and this is my going to be my calling in life to uh, to advocate for fellow stroke survivors, not only in Canada but indeed around the world. I mean, I'm on Facebook, and I have stroke survivor friends from Australia and all over Europe too. And uh, there'll be a link on my page um, to this webinar too later on. Uh, John, um, I think in, uh, you probably know the name Gabby Gifford. She was the um, yeah. Yeah. she was the uh, congresswoman who was shot, and uh, right. after she had her uh, uh, after she was injured and started her recovery, she and I emailed each other for a while, and we started comparing the difference in the kind of therapies she was getting versus what I was getting, and. Um, the difference being that hers were very active every day with somebody helping her, whereas mine were all done pretty much on my own. And, um, and so, but yet we still ended up both getting similar results because of the activity, which, and then your statement about the swimming, um, 
you know, uh, tell us about a little bit about what the exercises are that you do now and what the swimming, what your swimming exercise was like. Well, when Dr. Spence uh, suggested I go swimming and because I said, like, I am nocturnal uh, and I knew I would have difficulty swimming, I said, let's go to my gym in the, in the middle of the night when I had to pull all to myself. So um, I did have minimal, well, I did have shoulder movement then and my shoulder allowed me to like wave my move my arm and hand through the water and apparently um, that uh, that acted like um, weight bearing on my hand because you don't usually weight bear on your arm and hand after a stroke like you do your leg because you don't walk on all fours usually and it was the gross movement of the water hitting my arm and hand that made it stronger so it was a very very um, gross movement now since then, I've stopped swimming about four or five years ago because we found out that I was like jerking my shoulder and I was swimming in a, in a bad motion. So what I was actually doing was reinforcing bad movement. Now what I do when I go to my therapist two, three times a week, she trains me to show me what to do. Um, so now I'm because it's, it's better not to it's better to do nothing if you're then reinforcing bad movement. I, I suggest I'm not a doctor. I'm a writer. So. Um, now what I'm doing with um, picking up sponges and balls with my left hand is that I'm working out and I'm focused on uh, distinct movement and, and those movements are good. When my hand starts to shake, that means I'm getting tired, so I stop because I don't want to reinforce bad hand movement too. So the swimming was what got me going. Now when I go swimming, it's just, you know, for pleasure if I'm out on a vacation or something or if I want to, you know, I'm at a pool party with friends, it's, I'll go swimming, but I don't go swimming all that often anymore. I, uh, I focus mainly on my uh, my mind move therapy, which is electrical stimulation. And I, I focus now on on exercises that are direct movement as opposed to just gross movement. Depression is commonly faced by many survivors. We had a discussion with John about this issue. Here is the discussion. John, this is Dave again. Um, you know, so many people we know who have had strokes are very depressed and we become withdrawn. And that's been one of the things that I've been trying to work on with helping other people. How have you stayed so positive and not withdrawn all these years? Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get depressed. I've never been depressed because I think when I had the stroke, when I found out, I always say that I met Dr. Spence on December the 15th, 1979, but he had met me like a few days before that because I was in and out of consciousness and he was treating me. I just don't understand why anybody would get depressed because you're not going to get, if you're depressed, in my opinion, that means you're not happy with the situation. Well, then do something about it. And uh, I've never, I just don't, it's just not my nature. Sorry, when I had, yeah. And you see, the thing is, I didn't cause my stroke. So I thought, okay, if it's a bad break, kid, deal with it. Okay. Now, was I going to look Dr. Spence in the eye and say, I quit? Was I going to look my mother in the eye and say, I quit? Now, uh, also, when I had my stroke, I was in a room, when I recovered, when I was out of ICU, I was in a ward room with one of Dr. Spence's patients. I don't remember, I don't know if he'll remember this man. He was 90 years old. His name was Percy Mann, and Percy was my hero. And uh, Percy, if you've ever seen a Rocky movie in Burgess Meredith, Mickey, Mickey must have been based on, on Percy Mann. Okay. Percy Mann was sensational, and I was in this room for with, with Percy for about a month, month and a half, and then Dr. Spence um, wanted me to be in my own room. So, damn if Percy didn't come see me two, three times a day. 
he'd have to walk, you know, um, drive the hospital to find me down the corridors to get to me. And first he would walk with a walker. And back then the walkers weren't with the wheels on it they were just like you pick it up and you move a couple of feet and Percy man would have a nurse on one side of him a nurse on the other side and a nurse behind to make sure that he didn't fall and then he'd get in my room and he would just let me have it and tell me that you know what kid you can't give up and i was not going to disappoint Percy man and and then after that because i had my stroke in december of 79 and then in march of that year when i was home because i was home by uh, early march I was home by uh, late March. There was a man in Canada. I don't know if you people in the States have heard about him. His name was Terry Fox, and he was a stroke. He was a cancer survivor. He was a young cancer survivor, and I saw him dipping his artificial leg in the Atlantic Ocean. He was going to run across Canada, the Pacific Ocean, and I thought this guy was crazy. He was a 21-year-old, one-legged guy going to run across the country. I'm like, how was anybody going to do that? And I thought he was nuts. And then every day you see that he's getting you know, a hundred miles uh, across the country. And um, so I had Terry Fox to inspire me. I had my mother inspire me, Dr. Spence and, uh, and Percy Mann. So that is what, but those people were the impetus for me to get uh, stronger. And to this day, uh, I mean, they're all here. I mean, uh, Dr. Spence is here, my mom's here. Um, uh, Terry Fox actually died a year after his uh, marathon of hope started. And I believe um, Percy Mann uh, lived in there for five, six years. I want to contact his family one day just to let them know how much uh, he has meant and continues to mean to me after all these years. John, I'm, uh, it's Rita. I'm just so excited to hear about you because younger and younger people are getting strokes. I know one uh, uh, a boy who had a stroke in the womb, you know, and every everybody else. So... Um, I, I so appreciate this uh, me meeting. In the discussion, Dr. Spence mentioned that John's recovery was verified with functional MRI. So what is functional MRI? Doctor, before you leave, can I ask you to explain about the functional MRI? Yeah, so it's an MRI scan where they use sequences that um, identify what part of the brain is being activated when someone does certain actions. So what we did was um, John used his right hand, which works pretty normally, which does work normally. And the parts of the brain that should light up were, were activated. So the left um, you know, motor cortex and the left supplementary motor area and the right side of the cerebellum were all activated. But then when he used his left hand, there was activation all over the cortex on both sides of the brain and both sides of the cerebellum. So that meant that his recovery had involved rewiring uh, all over the brain on both sides. In the following, you will hear how John and Dr. Spence connected with each other. John suffered a devastating stroke at the age of 15, and Dr. Spence saved his life and helped him recover in the following years. John later moved on, but he reconnected with Dr. Spence 23 years later. Now let's hear what John has to say. Uh, when, when my, when I, my uh, arm started moving a little bit, I emailed him and it bounced back okay. to me and it said that, uh, that you don't have access to Dr. Spence. And then the very next morning, I received an email saying you have been granted access to Dr. Spence because that's when the Dr. Spence gets up about four or five in the morning. I see. 
communication. So then I emailed him and I went to see him in, in, in um, two weeks and he put me on the swimming program and, and it got going. So now when we trade emails, um, I have his home email address, which is, which is crazy. And, uh, and he signed his emails, Dave, I would never in a million years call David Spence. The, I mean, he saved my mother's life. He helped my brother. Yep. And, and for me to be able to help him and help everybody else, is my calling in life. That's what I wanted. If I could tell the story how I didn't see Dr. Spence for 20 years because I had recovered and moved on with my life, right? And and then, so and back in 1979, there was no internet. So, How did John's function come back? This is what John told us. I noticed within weeks of swimming that my shoulder was getting stronger and your shoulder, of course, course holds your arm it welds the arm to your body uh the rest of your body so i know see if you have a weak shoulder uh your elbow and your hand aren't going to get stronger because it's the the energy goes down goes from the trunk of your body through your shoulder into your rest of your arm and then eventually hand um i noticed when i would get out of the pool and when i was out and about that um uh my arm was getting stronger and i was holding it in in a um it was more I, I wasn't I wasn't leaning uh, towards the left side. I, my my shoulder my left shoulder was getting to be as big as my right. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, my right shoulder, uh, but you see that was a gross movement. So that was just to get the shoulder going. But in all actuality, when when my shoulder started getting strong, I was getting it stronger by a bad means. I mean, I wasn't doing it the right way. Now, when I'm with my physiotherapist and uh, the young lady that I'm with now, Anne Marie Keo the most amazing uh, physiotherapist I've ever worked with in my life. She inspired I've got the world's greatest team, Dr. Spence, Dr. Teasel, um, Anne-Marie. It, it's amazing the people that I have working with me now, and I'll be damned if I disappoint them. I mean, uh, there's no way I'm going to quit. So now I know exactly what I have to do, so I'm doing it, you know. Um, I mean, later on tonight, I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. Yeah, I admitted it. <laughs> I see. So, so John, uh, when, how yeah. long did you notice that the stronger shoulder translate into the hand movement? Well, it took actually probably about a, uh, a year before the hand started moving. So it, it would twitch every once in a while, but, you know, I couldn't control it. And then I, I actually found, saw on, on Detroit television this company called Sabo out of North Carolina. And they have a, a glove called the Saboflex. That's a, a glove you put on your hand and it has springs on top of it. So when you contract your hand, all you have to do is release a little bit. And then the springs on the top of the device, uh, the, uh, the splint, um, force your hand open. And that re, that starts to rewire. That's, that reinforces the rewiring process. And um, that's what got my hand moving even better. So there are so many different, the problems that stroke survivors have now, there's so many different therapies and so many different products out there. You really don't know which one to try. That's a good and it's a bad thing because maybe if the Saboflex doesn't work for you, something else will. And, and you know, what stroke survivors also have to realize um, is that all strokes are different. All people are different. Okay. You know, um, and what works for me might not necessarily work for you. Uh, and if it doesn't work for me, well, then you should go find, see if you could find something. Now, it, it could be a time-consuming and also a very costly uh, proposition, too. Um, but there's so many, uh, you know, like they say, when it comes to life, there's so many fish in the ocean when it comes to finding a partner. Well, there are so many fish in the ocean, uh, ocean available to you when it comes to rehab, too. 
but I think I found um, uh, with, with Savo and, and this company here in Toronto, Canada, Mind Move, I think I found that the people that are going to help me uh, realize my fullest potential. John, you can't see me, but I'm like nodding my head because, you know, uh, some people get helped by different things. Uh, I did Sabo, you know, like 15 years ago. Uh, maybe it'll help me now. I mean, it, it's just so different, you know. Yeah. It, well, the Sabo people are outstanding. When I actually, it's funny how I found out about them. My mom, I said, is my hero, and her and I, we have very sick sense of humors. A lot of times she calls she called me a gorilla and I'll call actually uh she called me a gorilla. Actually she used to call me the swimming gorilla, okay? And I call her a gorilla. Uh it just fun we're fun well I'm I'm weird. I had a stroke so I, I do have a different sense of humor. So a lot of times my mom and Dr. Spence is on T V in Detroit very frequently, right? Because he's the stroke prevention guy on the planet. So sometimes my mom will call me up and say, John, Dr. Spence is on channel four, go watch. And I'll turn it on to Channel 4, and it's a gorilla, okay? <laughs> My mom thinks it's funny. So this one day, she said there's something on about stroke. So it was uh, about Sable on Channel 4 in Detroit, WDIV. And uh, I Googled it, and I, I contacted them at info at Sabo, And somebody sent me back and said, you should talk to our company president. And then I emailed him. And then I met him in Detroit, and he's just um, 53. Uh, Henry Hoffman's younger than me. Not as good looking as I am, but he's he's uh, you know he's a very articulate and, and focused young man. And I met him in Detroit, and I used his products, the Sabo Flex, the Sabo Glove, and uh, it, it's fun. I'm on their website. I, I've got patient testimonials. The thing with Sabo is the people are so very very. If they can if they can make hard work fun, they certainly do it, and. Uh, it's fun for me to see, for, uh, to see again the look on their faces that wow this guy's doing this so many years later. Uh, I like to have fun when I have um, my exercises. I mean with Anne Marie, uh, I just you gotta have fun in life. I find, but when it comes to showtime, I'll, I'll buckle down and I'll get the exercises done. I mean this electrical stim that I'm doing now, Mind Move, it hurts like hell. I mean I get zapped with electricity, right? But I'm used to it now, and I know that it's getting me stronger. So. Um, you, you you gotta you gotta if I can endure a stroke I can endure the uh, the uh, recovery and the rehab and and uh, you know it's uh, any discomfort is just temporary. The one thing again that I, is unusual about me is that I've never had any pain since the stroke. I've never had pain in my shoulder. I've never had um the one thing I have faced all my life is because I had my stroke when I was a kid. I wasn't driving at the time, so I didn't have to uh, relearn how to drive. I had to learn how to drive. And, the, you know, with, uh, the Ministry of Transportation thought, well, I was going to drive out in front of cars that were coming from the left, okay? And how are you going to parallel park? I'm an amazing driver. Uh, in Canada, the insurance, comp insurance uh, industry rates drivers on the star system. A star one is a bad driver and a star seven is a great driver. I'm a star seven driver. I've been riding since I was driving since I was 17. I waited a year and a half after my stroke to start to learn how to drive. So, and I was... It's a nice sunny day here. It's 100 degrees outside, and I'm going to go out and pick up my mom and take her for groceries today. So, like I said, every day is a great day. And uh, it's now odd that I'm driving with both hands because I, when I first learned how to drive, I just drove with the one hand, um, and I would turn the turn signal on with my um, one hand while I was driving. And I don't have my my car has never been adapted to uh, for a one-armed person. And 
We asked John if he had any doubts at the beginning, and this is what he said. Uh, not really. Um, I, uh, because you see, I can feel the life surging through my hand, okay? And if Dr. David Spence, as brilliant as he is, if Dr. Teasel, as brilliant as he is, said you're never gonna get better, I would think, yeah, okay, I'll show you. Not necessarily I'll show you. You don't know how I feel, only I know how I feel. And uh, now the movement is so effortless, okay? Like uh, we have up here in Canada, bag milk, milk in a bag, which is odd. You have to put it in a container and then cut the, uh, the top off. And I was opening up a bag of milk actually this afternoon and the bag was slipping and my left arm reached out and caught it, you know, which is, wow, it's because the, the reflexes are coming back if they're not back now. Um, I mean, asking, uh, I knew, that's like saying, uh, once you started walking, do you think that was, that's going to be a temp? Uh, I, I, I've known ever since then it's going to get strong. I, it's never going to be 100%, but you know what? 10 years from now, maybe, maybe stem cell is, is the uh, future. Who knows? I thought maybe for... Uh, a while I, I talked to uh, Gordy Howe, the, the you know Mr. Hockey's um, family about that. You never know, uh, you know, um, stem cell helped Mr. Howe um, prolong his life. You never know what's going to happen. The advances in, in stroke rehab from now until the, uh, if I had my stroke today, I wouldn't. My arm probably wouldn't even be paralyzed because now they have TPT, uh, that blood um the blood clot um bursting drug. Uh, if I had had that when I had my stroke, but I don't look back and think, what, what if, what if it happened, deal with it now. And, uh, Sabo has products today and my move has products today. And then they've got people working on advancements every day and I'm going to get stronger. And I, I knew, I, I didn't think it was a fluke. Um, uh, I thought this was the start. This is conception of, of the movement. It's, it's, um, I thought, okay, it's starting now. So let's, let's see it through to its end. Now the end might be five years, the end might be 10 years, the end may never come. But if the end never comes, it's because it's going to be because there was too much damage done. No, not because I didn't try. I refuse to, to lose by not trying. Uh, I might lose uh, or not get as far as I want to because some things are impossible, but I'm going to find out for myself that they're impossible. I'm not going to let you or anybody else tell me it's impossible. I got to find out for myself. Oh, wait. Well, maybe Sylvester Stallone is listening to me and he'll call me with a movie deal. Who knows? <laughs> um, you got to try. I mean, you know, in fact, I remember my my physiotherapist back when I had the stroke. And I didn't start physiotherapy until five weeks after I had my stroke because I had a problem. with My left arm was paralyzed and my right arm had a blood clot in it. I remember well, my physiotherapist, um, I was uh, working out uh, in the gym and she could see I wasn't trying. And she said, you know what, John? She said, I'm going out with my boyfriend tonight. She says, you can just sit in your, uh, in your hospital room thinking that you're not trying. And that just stung me. Okay. I'm like, okay. Well, you know what? You don't work at it. You don't get better. You work at it. You might get better, but I'll take those odds. I'll take a mite. You know, I'll take that mite and I'll show people that I, I can. You sit there, you want to say, uh, I've been to Europe. I was in Europe three times within 10 years of my stroke. I, I should have died from my stroke. I, I shouldn't have recovered as well as what I have. Um, I didn't, my recovery is not miraculous. My recovery is because I'm working at it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, John, this is Rita. Absolutely. Uh, 
you're w working at it because it, you, I, I, uh, they say I'm a miracle and I say, no, no, I'm, I'm working at it. And, and that's what you get when you work at it. That's exactly right. Uh, a miracle would be, would have been if I, a miracle would be if I wake up tomorrow and my left hand's fully functional. That's a miracle. Okay. Uh, if six months down the road from now my hands are a lot stronger, that's because John worked at it. I'll be on the couch watching the Tigers tonight, uh, getting beat up in Baltimore. Uh, when, you know, once 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 it's ten to nothing in the second inning, now okay, I'll turn that off and I'll and I'll start on my exercises. Okay. Um, um, my hey, John, my Dodgers will uh, take them on any time. Well, let's put it this way: I, I could have a, I could have uh, the reason I don't take my mom to Detroit these days is that uh, customers might want to recruit my mom to be a pitcher for the Tigers. They're so bad these days. Okay, you know. <laughs> I mean, I could I, I I could probably be a left-handed pitcher better than anybody on this Detroit. Now, don't get me started on their bullpen. Okay, so. Um, and it was funny in the early days of my stroke when I was crossing the border. See, I live in downtown Windsor, Ontario. I am only three and a half miles from beautiful downtown Detroit, he says sarcastically. Okay, so it's, there's only a river there. There's a tunnel you can go through or a bridge and cross the border. And especially after 9-11, it's been a lot more difficult to, to uh, cross the border. And uh, they say, citizenship, and I say, Canadian, and they say, well, where are you going? And I said, the Rehab Institute of Michigan, and they're looking at you like, like maybe it's drug rehab or alcohol rehab. So then what I would do is I would pick up my left arm and say, hey, look, I had a stroke. I'm going to see, I'm going to see this doing rehab. It's, it's physical therapy rehab. It's not drug or alcohol rehab. That's why I'm crossing the border, you know? So, um, yeah, so I, I can't watch the ball game tonight. No, if I have enough energy to watch the ball game, I have enough energy to do my exercises, you know? <laughs> I haven't, you know, it's, because I feel too guilty because then I'm letting Dr. Spence down. I'm letting my mom down. I'm letting you people down. Um, but more than that, too, I'm letting myself down. I want to get back. I can't remember what it's like to tie my shoes. Because you know, I, I, I lost the use of my left hand when I was 15. So my entire adult life, I haven't been able to use my left hand. You know, and now, now, now we're coming back, beginning function is so unusual. And it's going to get stronger because I'm going to make it stronger. And if it doesn't, I know I've tried and I could sleep at night knowing that I've tried. But I can't sleep at night uh, knowing that I didn't try. I, I can't think what if. Uh, John, uh, I was off for about 10 minutes because of a network problem. It kicked me out. But um, I'm sending you an email and an invite to, uh, to come and look at the website and mm -hmm. possibly to participate. Um, so... Before I get kicked off again, I just wanted to thank you very much for joining us today. And oh, I'm not going to let go of you. I'll be, keep, be continuing to harass you. Yep. <laughs> hey, guys, yeah. I have to go. Unfortunately, I have some calls that have to be made. And, um, but I've enjoyed this, John. It was wonderful hearing your story and your progress, even this many years later. Rita, Dave. Uh, uh, Daniel, everybody, we'll see you, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Dave, for putting this together. Oh, well, you're welcome. I mean, it was just so amazing when I heard the story and um, from Dr. Spence. And, John, thank you very much for agreeing to let us all talk to oh, you. I'm an open book. Uh, I'm 
I'm a comic book, but I'm an open book. So. Uh, hey, well, I want to read some of the things that you've published. Um, so you've got to be well, sure to send me your publication list. So well, what, what, what I do mainly is, um, is, is hockey. Well, I'm a Canadian, so duh, of course I cover hockey. And it, it's just funny because the city, London, and Windsor have such a big hockey rivalry. I mean, I just can't stand the London hockey team, okay? And, and uh, my, Dr. Spence is not a hockey uh, fan, but my rehab guy is. And uh, I was up there in April, and his team had beaten my team in the playoffs with well, a team that I cover. Okay. So he was sticking it to me, but I told him that, you know, the Windsor team had a bunch of injuries. And then a month later, the Windsor team hosted the national hockey championship and my team won the national championship. So when I go to see my rehab guy in October, I'm bringing him uh, a Windsor Spitfire uh, championship uh, hat. And I'm going to place it on his head with my left hand. And that's easy because Dr. Teasel is only five foot three and I'm six foot four. So I don't really have to, um, I don't have to reach out to put the hat on his head. So it's my, a lot of my stories are writing. I mean, I've interviewed Wayne Gretzky. I've interviewed people. Uh, I would like to do more interviews of, of I would love to interview uh, Kirk Douglas. I mean, the man's a hundred years old and he's, he's made a, a very good recovery from his stroke. Um, Cause again, all strokes are different. And yep. uh, you know, um, John, can, uh, uh, not now, but could I have your, uh, uh, how to say your website and a, fa a, fa a Facebook uh, uh, thing from Dan Daniel. Yeah, uh, well, uh, David and I are Facebook friends. I don't have a website myself. You can Google me if you just write John Humphrey Stroke Survivor. Uh, I do have a YouTube video that shows my um, my hand moving, um, and uh, I, I you can Google John Humphrey Hockey. There's you'll see some. I've written for the Hockey News. I, I, I write for Canadian Press. It's the, it's the number one news agency in Canada. It's our version of the Associated Press or UPI. I write now for for InPlay Magazine in, in Windsor, in Detroit. I write for Hockey Weekly in Detroit. Um, hockey's my main gig. Uh, I haven't done many. I haven't done any stroke rehab stories myself. Any story that's been about stroke rehab is somebody's written on me. I haven't written it myself. That's what I would like to do, I think, because I can not only write, but I can get the uh, the message out. John, we can actually work on that. If you are interested, we can talk after today, and uh, I've, we have some ideas. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm perfect. This is, this is wonderful. Yeah. Um, John, this is Dave again. Thank yeah. you very much. I really appreciate your being willing to... Uh, to allow us to talk with you and take your time and uh, and you know let Dr. Spence know how important his uh, yep. information is to all of us. Well, Dr. Spence is actually coming down here to Windsor uh, either in the fall or in the spring because Windsor and Essex County and in Can I'm as far I'm as far south as you can go in Canada. Uh, in fact, Detroit is actually north of me. Um, it's the only place in, in North America where the states is north of Canada. And that's where I am. And Dr. Spence is coming down because Windsor and Essex County were the automotive capital of Canada. Uh, we have the highest rate of heart disease and stroke in Canada. So Dr. Spence is going to come down and give a speech. And um, he's waving his fee, I believe. Uh, in fact, he is. And uh, he's um, going to tell people how to to eat better and have a better lifestyle to uh, to avoid a stroke and and to avoid um, the recurrence of stroke. You know. Um, so it's it's you know it's exciting. Um, um, 
Will, will it be um, uh, uh, videoed so that we could watch it? Uh, may, that we might do that. We might do that. Now, um, Dr. Spence, you know, he's, um, he's, he's written a number of books. I think his best-selling book is How to Prevent Your Stroke. And um, he was revising it last summer. And I got an email from him saying that, John, will you talk to my editor? She wants to talk to three or four of his patients. And uh, she, his editor wanted to talk to one of his patients that I had a high opinion of him, of Dr. Spence. So I wrote back to him and I said, what makes you think I have a high opinion of you? You know, because <laughs> he knew, you know, and when I talked to his editor, of course, she was listening for an hour, an hour and a half. And I was telling stories about Dr. Spence. He used to write on my bed sheets when I was paralyzed oh. to explain to nurses and doctors what was my problem was. And the one nurse once got mad at me. She said, John, you're writing on your bed. I said, well, how could I be writing on my bed? My left arm's paralyzed, and he's writing. Somebody's writing on the left side of on the side of my bed. So, how could I be writing? Okay, I said, "Do you want to know who's writing on the bed?" I said, "It's Dr. Spence." Now, do you want to, do you want to take him to task? And the nurse said, "Oh no, you don't want to confront. You don't want to confront Dr. Spence. He's he's a big guy, but I'm I'm bigger than him now. So, uh, taller and heavier. But uh, it, it's not hard to find out. Uh, and Dr. Spence is at the Robarts Research. It's not fine." Hard to find Dr. Spence online. He's the guy. We would like you to know that the great progress is being achieved in stroke care. Many of the old beliefs are being challenged. Do not lose hope. Hard work will pay off. Thank you for listening to this discussion. If you would like to connect with John and ask your own questions, please join our dedicated online community at www.strokefocus.com. Net. We would like to thank David Karsham and the University of Southern California Stroke Team for all their help to set the meeting up. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.